What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM, Middlecoff. Pr- promo code HAM, $20 off first purchase, over $50 free delivery. And it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1, that's HAM, H-A-M, and the number one. You get it. your initial deposit, you get an extra 50% bonus. Now to the pod. How about the Raiders, Middlecoff? Paul Gunther, Vontes Burfecht. Knowing how guys tick. A.B. and Vontez. No issue here, says Vontez. Uh, no problem. A.B. called him. Don't worry about us. We're all, A.B.'s, dude, A.B.'s a unifier. Oh, he is. A.B.'s getting how about, we'll get, how about this video guy? He's incredible. His video guy? Like the guy he has cutting up his videos that he tweets out. So let me ask you this. Do you ever, do you get, I, I, I get a lot of, I'm going to give a little insight into my, uh, my Instagram uh, tendencies. I get a lot of A Rod and J Lo vi- uh, uh, posts. Do you? I don't know. Do you see a lot of A Rod and J Lo on your Instagram? Well, yeah. I mean, A Rod just posts a lot, right? But what I'm saying is, I get a lot of like, f- like what appear to be fan accounts, right? It'll be like A Rod J Lo J Lo forever is like the name of the account, but they're personal photos. They're not photos that like A Rod or J Lo have posted. And so my guess is that are there are multiple account like fan accounts that are actually run by their internal marketing to make it seem like there's a bunch of other people just running fan accounts on them. I would probably agree with you. They got some shit like that going down. And then, like because I was because la- I made me think of it is when when uh, Antonio and um, when Antonio was running through the bounce house at Bulldog Stadium with Darren Carr. 
You could see, like, I saw a hand pop in, and it was, like, a pro-level camera with, like, a mic on it. Yeah. And so well, because the point. video that Darren tweeted out was just, like, someone holding his phone. Yeah. The guy next to him was Antonio's video guy that I think he just has a videographer, follows him around everything he does. He's, I, I've been loving AB's videos. Yeah, they're good. They, they make you smile. They are, they are very happy videos. He – it cannot be disputed for his ugliest shit got – his Instagram portrays a completely different human being, like someone pretty likable that you would want on your team, right? Yeah. That if you were a fan of, of the team that AB was on, you would really like him. Now, again, that's not what's been portrayed over his time, but that is kind of what's going on. Now, he also had the famous that was Pena Dry. Was that Miami, Cincinnati, or was that Pittsburgh, Cincinnati? Oh, uh, was Cincinnati because the guy just was in Miami. Yeah, I'll put, Miami, paint, I'll paint, you on, paint you on site, boy. Like those games, I think two years ago was the tipping point, right? Where it felt, even in this day and age where the game's been cleaned up, a little too violent. Like I remember watching the Monday Night Football game. Now, granted, that was the game where Shazier broke his neck. Where it felt borderline uncomfortable. Yeah. Like someone was going to get hurt. And what, the famous hit in that game was Vontez hitting AB's head. Now, AB popped up. There was also a, a hit in that game, if I remember correctly, where Ioka, who was visiting the Raiders today, fucked up Antonio in the end zone. But Antonio didn't, caught it. Didn't Juju have another big hit in that game? Oh, my. Juju killed Vontez. That's right. He, he crack-backed him on, like, a Le'Veon run or a quick screen. I mean, just killed him. Vontez like, had been suspended three games two years ago for a hit on Antonio. Yeah. Knocked Antonio out of the playoffs. You're right. Hurt his knee or something, didn't he? Got a concussion. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. I mean, it was just they had wars. Like, it was – it went from the Raven Steelers being that game to this game. Well, all you need to know about how legit that was was that a dude – that the – a game in which a guy got carted off, Antonio was yelling karma. During the remember when Juju was doing an interview in the locker room after you're saying hit, the game that Vontez got carded off. Wait a the second. Ju- the game that Juju hit Vontez. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I think he I think he Vontez knocked got out, carded he off. Got That's yeah. right. Stood over him. Juju got yeah. suspended, but A B was yelling while Juju was getting interviewed, Karma post. You're saying you're saying Juju got suspended in that game for looking over the body? Yes. I don't know if it was for the look. It might have just been for the hit that he got. But hey he guys. taunted. But then post-game, Juju was doing an interview, and A.B. was in the background yelling, Karma! Yeah, I mean, the games... Which I understand. Like, again, they they felt violent watching him, borderline uncomfortable. And then when people are tweeting about, like, I will sh- kill you, like, it, it, it had gotten pretty personal, right? I, I, I would imagine the NFL intervened, and there were some things said to both teams. I, someone tweeted at me yesterday, like, "Are you? do you think that Vontez and A.B. are going to have issues in practice? Well, I said, if Vontez touches A.B. in a practice, he will meet the waiver wire so fucking fast your head will spin. They, they just paid – Antonio Brown's the best player on the team now. He won't be touched. Now, again, they were tweeting at each other. A.B. tweeted yesterday, like, I just got off the phone with at Tez55 or whatever. We're cool. Can't wait. It's on, or you know, some bullshit like that. Bully ball sounds cool now, but you know, Montez has been 
what'd you say? One of the more polarizing defenders the last five or six years, just yeah. dirty shit. Yeah. He's, he's been suspended multiple times for late hits, dirty hits. Now, again, I, as I tweeted last night, like, was this guy born to be a Raider? Yeah. I mean, there was a, uh, somebody would, wrote in, in one of the you Pittsburgh me, would papers. You, would you, would you mess with this guy? No, because uh, John, how good of a player is he? Well, he played seven games last year. Now he's suspended and hurt. Well, I mean, look, uh, one but of the there Pits- is a, there is a huge connection here. One of the Pittsburgh reporters wrote a story that I guess during one of the Monday night games a few years ago, Gruden said he would pay money to watch Vontez Perfect play football. Um, so it's probably not just the Paul Gunther thing, uh, but I think the element is not. It was it was his second Vontez. Is, I, I read a story yesterday or just saw a headline. The, the moment he got cut, he said, I called my mom to let her know. My second call was Paul Gunther. He said he didn't pick up, and I called him seven straight times, so he picked up. That's his guy. Yeah, that was his lifeline, man, not just his guy. Because Vontez was a five-star recruit, ends up at ASU, has a crazy story. Then Doesn't he go undrafted? Then he well, has a really good NFL career. I think part of this, John, is not will Vontez Burfitt and Antonio Brown throw hands in practice. Like, that's not even what this is about, right? It's just yeah. here's another player that you're adding that it's just it can be complicated with, to, to put it nicely, right? Like, it's not – right? That's kind of what you're thinking. Do you, do you, it's think, not, they're me- do you think they're messing with fire right now? Yeah, that's right. Like, it's just, it's, it's just how much can you rely on this guy? Yeah, how much can you control him? Now, I think Gruden would say, well, I've got, I've got his like best friend, best coach, you know, that can handle him. That's where I think they would feel comfortable about it, is I got Paul Gunther, he can handle him. Part of when you hire these coaches, because to me, the fit makes sense. They need a linebacker, and this guy signs off on him, and he's his coach. Like, Paul Gunther's a defensive coordinator, and linebacker is kind of his baby. So, Vontez is his guy. So I, I don't think it's that nuts from a just a transactional standpoint, just acquire him because it fits the need. He's a little nuts. He feels like a Raider. They, I got news for you. They, when's the last time, I mean, beside Khalil, they had a guy that was like, you know what, that guy is a little fucking on edge. <laughs> like, I, that guy might break you in half, do something. Like, I, I don't mind having those guys on defense. Now, this guy kind of crosses the line, slash, gets in trouble a lot and gets suspended. Gets so... My ultimate feeling on this whole Raiders, the fake rebuild, because there was never a rebuild, now they're trying to win next year, is that when you bring in all these guys that aren't just like, oh, he's kind of a personality. No, you're bringing in, I mean, when you say Vontez Burfitt and Antonio Brown are now in your locker room, I mean, those are two of the bigger personality polarizing figures in the league. Can you handle it, John? Because you proved back in the day when you were at Tampa, like the big personalities and you didn't really mesh. And I wouldn't say last year showed us much that things have changed. Have they? Well, and the other question is, and maybe this isn't fair. Maybe he really he got wanted mad when Khalil perfect. wouldn't call him back. Maybe he really wanted Vontez perfect, but you know, there's an element here that part of my question is what, what did it take for Vontez to get onto the team? Was it Paul Gunther saying, John Vontez is available and John saying, I love him. Let's do it. Or was it, I don't know, Paul. No, John, I'm telling you he's going to be good. Because if, if it's any level of that, does that strain something between John and Paul? Does John blame Paul if it goes side? You know, there's just all these other layers potentially to it, too, um, depending on how the yeah, deal came I, together. I, I don't think Gruden gives literally one shit about personalities and stuff. Like, he, 
he he's the out he's got Al David like he he's never turned off by crazy. Now he is once he's coaching you, but just once he signs you, acquires you, that yeah, doesn't. Bother but my him. question is just was he was he all in from the beginning, or did he have to be convinced? Well, they brought him out on a visit, so they sat down with him. Maybe he did. You maybe he brought him out. They talked with him. Like they didn't just sign him, yeah. like Tyrell Williams or whatever. They brought him to Oakland. They spent the day with him, and then by dinner time, they had him signed. So that shows you some people needed to talk to him, right? Because there's a difference when just signing the guy. Like Randall Cobb signs with the Cowboys. You don't need to meet the Cowboys or whatever. He's fine. You just if you want him, you sign him. Now again, as the days go on, the numbers change. When you bring a guy on a visit, to me that's a pretty that just the sign is you needed to talk with him. If then you end up signing him, like you wanted to sit down, and it makes sense because if you're Gruden, wouldn't you not be doing your job if you didn't bring this guy to you? Like you should want to talk to him. Right. Just get a couple things figured out. Bring Paul in the room. Let's just sit down. Let's just have call in some uh, some Subway Sandos and just have a little convo. Because to me, that's wouldn't you imagine that the three of them spend some time together just in a room, just talking about whatever. Because they, they knew, think, like, they had the money to sign. The signing him was not going to be difficult. You think Mayock, you don't think Mayock was in the room, or was he at a pro day? Well, he's at, he was at uh, Alabama. FaceTime? And, and that, that is where... Why didn't he throw an Alabama sweatshirt on? That's a good question. Do you think any other coaches were like, uh, hey, man, can, can we get a... Like, nah, just Bill. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, John Lynch is like, hey, man, could I, could I get a polo or something? It is... Pretty powerful move, giving the hoodie a polo or a yeah. pullover. Like, what's his name? The uh, the head coach of the Giants. Did he ask for one? Did you did you turn on NFL Network at all yesterday no. and just see? I mean, just the zoo? amount of people there. Oh my god! Just every drill. Once the was it inside? Know, yeah, it was in their practice bubble. Uh, like every drill run by a high level coach. Like, I mean, every position coach there for all their main positions. So, like, Deuce Daly and then, like, the D-line coach from Pittsburgh. And then, obviously, in the background is just Mayox, the Colberts, the Giants, the the Lynches. I mean, I think they said there were 11 GMs there. Wow. Uh, seven head coaches. Bill always goes to that one, but it's pretty powerful. Like, Bill's always coming to your pro day. To me, that's kind of saying something. It's not just to see Nick. You can see Nick whenever he wants. And then there was – they got – on film of Nick, whenever you see a defensive coach close his fists and go high low, they're talking safety play. Both, both hands, both yeah, do the put the both hands. And uh, Nick was doing a couple of that. Like Nick was asking all the questions, and Bill was just shaking his hands. And then Nick did this one thing with his finger, like showing a motion guy. And Bill's, you could see Bill had the pencil in his ear, was shaking his head. <laughs> was the uh, was the Steelers GM there? It's a good question. I I don't know. I didn't see him. I mean, I would think Roethlisberger stands out, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good good point. Ben wasn't there? Hard, uh, hard to miss. Looking for no. – Ben Ben would love an old Alabama quarterback to be his backup, a guy that he knows cannot ever beat him out. Like old school Alabama QBs, you know. Like Greg McElroy? Yeah, like John – like Parker David, John Parker David Wilson. Yeah, uh, Brody Croyle. Yeah. <laughs> He gets a little uneasy if you're like a third rounder that put up big stats. Yeah. And it's big. It's physically large like him. Do you think any player's reputation? Now it's, I, I know where you're going. Don't, don't you keep going. 
has been ruined more than Roethlisberger's over the last, like, month. So, I don't know about ruined, like, just... But he did. I mean, the guy's had a rape allegation. I wouldn't say he yeah. Has like but a you're in the last in the last month. I mean, like, who's had a worse month, Antonio Brown or Ben Roethlisberger, based on Roethlisberger perception? By a mile, by a mile. Like, Antonio, I think is just on more people's radar. I think more people casually are aware of that story. But like, if you really follow stuff, and you know, if you listen to this podcast for a while, we've been talking about Ben for a long time. Now, are we buying everything Le'Veon Bell told Jenny Vrentis? He's like, you know, like Ben wasn't throwing to A.B. He said, if I'm mad at a player and I'm not throwing the ball, I'm not throwing to A.B., I'm giving Juju all the shine or Jesse or Vance or whoever it is, and you know you're consciously making another receiver mad, but you don't care, it's hard to win that way. It's tough to back it up. You go check the numbers. Like, it's the third most targets Antonio's ever had. But all it takes, like, all it takes, like Ben's little intentional fumble (laughs) that no one noticed, just because he had the third most targets – doesn't mean that he never chose to throw the ball somewhere else because all it takes is you do that once, John. Now I know you're the guy who doesn't do what's best for the team because of a personal issue. So just because we can check the box score and see that Antonio had the third most targets of his career doesn't mean Ben didn't do it one time. And if Ben did it one time, then that's not being a team player. And I know Le'Veon is maybe, you know, Le'Veon's not the guy that everyone's like taking his word as gold, but... Do you believe it or do you not believe it? That's a simple well, question. Th- I believe it. And I also believe that Le'Veon, if you think about the last 10 years, when when or let's say 12, when Roethlisberger really kind of took off since like that 08 Super Bowl against the Cardinals. I know he won it as a rookie, but he was just kind of a manager. So like 08 till now. These are two by far the best offensive players he's played with. Like that were – didn't become stars after or transition to a star. Like, were all pro level, the best at their position in the league. And you could argue better than Ben. Like, they at their position are better than Ben at their position, right? And both guys kind of called the bullshit on him. And I just wonder, and again, I Antonio and Le'Veon, to me, are somewhat getting a pass now. Like, they're nuts. Like, Antonio just constantly wants more money, more money, more money, which I don't totally blame him for. But it's like, Antonio, you've been making the – you've been the premium paid player now for like seven years. Le'Veon, a little different, but it's like, hey, Le'Veon, they offered you a long-term contract. You'd also been suspended twice, bro. Twice suspended. I, I'm a pro, ease.com, promo code ham, and I hope you used it. But you did get caught where it is illegal in your state. Hot boxing with LeGarrette on the way to the team plane and got a DUI. The plane then left without you two guys. Well, I think LeGarrette wasn't driving, so like he got a, he made it. But Le'Veon, you did not get on that. Like, that happened. So you are not some innocent bystander. And one of his bitching and moaning parts was, you know, they Gibson in the interview, like, they, they get mad at you playing video games. Like, do they really, Le'Veon? Or are you just saying that? Like, yeah, they want you to take football seriously. They're paying you $12 million, and they offered you $14.5 million. But I do get that these guys both look at Big Ben like, this guy's kind of a fraud. And they, they were good enough where, you know, if Vance McDonald or some guy like that would have that take. Because most of Ben's run, the best players have been like Troy Polamalu, have been defensive guys, right? Well, now they're offensive guys that are probably individually better than him that are also kind of opinionated. Well, I, I do I, think they have some merit, but I also think that both of them would 
have much more, you know, substance to it if they acted like Larry Fitzgerald. You'd be like, God, Larry Fitzgerald's crushing this guy. This guy must be a slapdick. Of the three of them, none of them are innocent, right? Like we're, no. we're loving Antonio, and it's entertaining. But the guy did miss, like, just disappeared three times last year, going back to training camp. Okay, like when he didn't show up week 17 for practice, Lock and Four tweeted it was the third time this season he's gone AWOL. Well, Steelers fans tweet me a lot, like, for the hype on how hard he works at practice. Just know this, over the last like, five years. Who works hard in practice? How hard is anyone really working in NFL practice these yeah, days? Yeah, but I think he he's a, the hardest work. I, okay, I'll give him that. But there have been countless times, not just last year, over his tenure, where he does not show, guy. He does not att- – Work starts, everyone's there, like whatever you do, like if you do not attend work, and it's one thing to like, hey man, I got meningitis. I mean, that's pretty serious. I got bronchi. I got, I'm sick. Okay. You don't, you go, you do go silent and you don't show up. That's a problem. It, it really is. Am- like, should we go back and give Tomlin a retroactive coach of the year award for one of these years where the whole thing didn't blow up on him and they made the playoffs. I think Tomlin has been consistently crushed. Like, hey, he can't handle it. Who could, guy? Who could handle these guys? Has it been underrated how impossible and hard it is to handle Roethlisberger now? Yeah. That's, like, what a pain in the ass. And Todd, he had Todd Haley. He, like, he had an OC and a quarterback that hated each other. And he's a defensive – he's not an offensive guy. That are both big opinion ego guys, right? Like, Haley is – yeah. That could not have been an easy relationship. Uh, this guy, he doesn't have one Coach of the Year award. We got to give Mike. Mike Tomlin's got to get a Coach of the Year award. Do you have Mike Tomlin's career record in front of you? No, but I'll pull it up right now. Yeah, he he dealt with Todd Haley and Brett Roethlisberger for five years with Le'Veon and Antonio. That's that's an underrated five year stretch. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they were one, damn yeah, good. Okay, one twenty five and sixty six. Probably five uh, divisions. Eight and seven in the. Uh, Playoffs, two Super Bowl appearances, and a championship. Obviously, been been a while, but yeah. How many divisions he's won? No, but he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's coached twelve years, John. He's won double digit ten or more games eight times, and he's never finished under five hundred. Never finished under five hundred. Has he ever finished eight and eight? Twice, twelve and thirteen. So he's been to two Super Bowls, one one. Uh, in a division that over his tenure, the Bengals had like a five-year stretch where they were damn good. The Ravens are consistently good. I mean, one year they won the Super Bowl. So he's won the he's won the North guy one, two, three, four, five, six times, six division championships. That means you got six home games. So you, why do the Steelers like him so much? Well, one he wins, two he hosts playoff games. Now, one, two, three, four, five. In five of the six, he's lost the home playoff game. Uh, no, actually, no. Excuse me. Okay, but now we're talking. I mean, now, yeah, now we're digging into. But I think, I think he's almost underrated at this point. Like it went from yeah, he's flawed, but are his flaws still ninety-five percent better than every coach beside like Belichick? If you had to say who's the better coach, because his resume is different because he's won a Super Bowl, Andy or Tomlin, who would you put – if you had to – let's rank top five – top three coaches right now because the number one's the easiest one going. But, like, who's two and three? Would you put Pete Carroll above Mike Tomlin? Uh, I mean, I would put uh, – I, 
I mean, he's one. I get it. But if I right now, I just I know what Andy Reid brings me. Like I know his thing is offense, and that matters. So I would take him. If you like, if you had a, a coaching like all GMs got a coaching draft. I mean, it'd be hard because like whoever the number one wouldn't necessarily want to work with Bill, but you wouldn't have a choice. You'd have to draft Bill. Who would go to? Would it be Andy? Uh, yeah. Again, not I, McVay, <laughs> but but Andy's pretty easy to work with too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, I, I think there's a really good chance Andy would go too. Would Tom, Would Tomlin go in the top five? I don't know. I don't know what they think of him. All I know is you know what I mean because I don't. What's feels like it'd be you'd be hard pressed right now to draft a guy who doesn't like. What is he doing on the football field? I mean, fucking looking sweet. I don't know either. All I know is he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. I know that. I'm just would saying, you put a, would you say the coolest, coolest coach ever? Like just a dude that could just this is a smooth cat. Yeah, he'd like be hard Parcells to talk. Is, and some of these guys, they they're big personalities or whatever, but like they're not like smooth with chicks and like in a room, just the coolest guy in the room. I just think they're cool because they're powerful. But I, I just feel like Tomlin's just cool. But he also there's substance behind him. Like his shit works. Maybe he's better with a crazier team. Maybe that's just it. He's perfect for a nuttier team. Seriously. Did you get like, like the benefit like, of you, having him doesn't if everybody is in line, it doesn't serve well, like, you? If I told you that Mike Tomlin had been fired last year and was now the head coach of the Browns with this roster, you'd be like, damn, I, the Browns are gonna be good, right? Yeah. He was he's made to coach that roster. Raiders? Tomlin and the Raiders? Yeah. Wouldn't you say he would have been the sweetest Raider? Like he's a, there's more substance to him I think than Gruden. Clearly, I mean, just check the resumes. Does Gruden does Gruden kind of need to win this year now? Like, does he put some pressure on himself? Not to get fired or anything, but just from fans. Like, if he were to go five and eleven with this roster, the a lot of people just think he's overrated. But would there be like validity behind it? it? it Yeah, it would increase. The criticism would greatly increase from Raiders fans. Let's just assume he doesn't trade any of the picks. So he drafts, he uses three first rounders and pick 35. And, you know, it looks good on paper, right? Like Rashawn Gary or Sweat, Akeem Butler, and, you know, whoever. Just Murphy. Like three real years, like, damn. I got, and the 35 is a good player too. Nikhil Harry or something. Wouldn't you say like eight and eight would almost feel like a letdown? Because their team on paper would look like they got all this young talent. They now got Antonio. They got a good offensive line. They got Derek coming back. There's gonna, there's some gonna be because it's gonna be hard well, unless it already they trade was last year. Picks. Yeah, but once he traded Mac, I think we all like the season's over. Now it's gonna be hard for there not to be a decent amount of hype because on paper, guy, they're gonna have a lot of names. Best receiver also, in football. Also now, now, now one of those one of the Khalil picks is gonna be on the football field. Yeah, so like, okay, use pick twenty, use to get Hakeem Butler. Is this guy number one wide receiver? Can he catch fifty balls playing with Tyrell Williams and? Antonio Brown, can Derek play well? Can you coach with the quarterback? I, I think it's going to be hard. It's going to be impossible. I'll say this. It sucked last year doing what we do. I mean, it's not digging ditches, but having to watch the Niners and Raiders by about mid-October, it was terrible. Yeah. And it, if you're listening to this, you know, too. I didn't it was, think it we'd hard. ever make it to mid-March, John, late March. It, it, it was hard to watch those two teams. You give me Jimmy back and just give me this Raiders roster, they are much more watchable now. No doubt. Would you agree there? Yeah. <laughs> Like the Raiders are pretty watchable right now. Again, yeah. And I didn't. They, they were. 
they were a tough watch. Would have been nice year. to get Odell, but that's yeah, selfishly I wanted him. Yeah. But you give me Antonio and Vontez and some sweet rookies, uh, I'm in. All right, a healthy Quan Alexander. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> D Ford. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.